Good day. You're listening to the 122nd edition of Free City Radio. I'm Stefan Christoph. Thanks for tuning in. On the program today, I'm going to be featuring a conversation I had with singer, teacher, musician Jay Clayton. Jay was visiting Montreal for the Swanee Paripopolo Festival, and I had a chance to speak with her about her decades-long musical practice in New York City, her methods on teaching voice, her experiences within the improvisational scene in New York, performing in and out jazz music, improvising on vocals, and also just the creative process that is involved in Jay's practice as a singer, as a musician. This was a great conversation, so I'll just leave it um, to speak for itself. Here on the 122nd edition of Free City Radio, this is my conversation with Jay Clayton. I mean, your work has sort of explored the boundaries of like multidisciplinary approach or like multimedia or poetry or music for a long time. I think that often there's this idea that, okay, so there's like a, a start date for experimentation, you know, mm-hmm. that there was a breach, that there was, okay, these artists sort of challenged the notions of what, what uh, the framework of a song was or what the framework of a poem was. But your career has been always like traveling along the edges of experimentation and I think it's really inspiring for younger musicians to both will see your performance and your your work and your presence here but also to know that this is an intergenerational process and I'll just tell you to go back to this business of what is it what's free what's experimental being, being my age, the lucky part is that I was in New York in the 60s. I, came to, I went to New York when I was 21 in 1963. And I'd already been doing standards, and I loved jazz, and I loved miles, and I loved instrument, you know. So I already knew why I went to New York. Fortune, and so I did some gigs, you know. And, but what happened was, and I lived in a loft, one of the first early lofts before Soho, right? because you could play a lot of music. So lucky for me, at that time, just because I happened to be born when I was born, people like Steve Lacey and Ornette and all those people, they decided they don't want to read music. That's how the free, it's like, let's just play. And so I was there. Now we had no iPhones. So there's no lot of, there's not a lot of documentation and it's really sad because it was the first time I ever tried that. You know, just open. And, and I remember, uh, like, a, 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 an instrumentalist would say to me, well, so let's read this and then sing. Then just sing. I should write it. I have a book, you know, it's called Sing Your Story. But that's more about the whole overall of jazz singing. But I, I, and I don't know if I'll do it, but I should do a, an improv book, another improv wow. like, and, wow. and call it Just, just Sing or just play. In other words, all music started that way when you think about it. Yes. Okay, so I, that's my, now as, this is, I'm only saying this years later because I teach now, like, what am I doing teaching? What am I, you can't teach it, but I make environments to do it because I, at that time, I, nobody had to make anything. We just got together. It was mostly horns, and Jean Lee was the other. Jean Lee was the other major. She was the other singer, singer. And I, 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 I mourn her death, you know, because she was also the innovator of just sing, you know, and move or whatever. She would have loved this piece, you know. 
But so for me, that was, so there I was in those two worlds. I love the standards. So I'm in and I'm out, period. End of story. Mm. I, I fought that all my years. There's people who call, there are people who heard me, my first, my first album under my name, because I worked with, I recorded with other bands, was called Jay Clayton All Out. It was 1979, I think. And that, that was my first, I had to make a decision then what to record, right? And I always, just like you said, let's start from where we are. So I always do that. And to be honest, for many years, people only thought I sang out. And they, we called it avant-garde or whatever, which is a shame because I sing both. But, you know, but they find out later. Now I'm so recorded. I mean, if you want to know about, I, honestly, I have to say that. And I always wanted to record more for documentation. It documents everything, you know. So therefore, back to here, I, I yell it knows that she there are some young singers who want understood that want to do it i've done workshops for years over just what do i do i just said i set the environment mm -hmm. somebody else said it for me just in the loft mm -hmm. just go sing and mm -hmm. i make the environment mm -hmm. that's what i think about teaching mm -hmm. you can't really teach it but mm -hmm. you you set up an environment mm -hmm. for learning in that case we did free structures mm -hmm. i i invent these structures mm -hmm. i'm lo always looking for what to start with mm -hmm. And then you make, you compose. Mm -hmm. It's really spontaneous composition mm -hmm. in its essence. Like, you know, and there's a few people I would do that with you because you've been doing it a long time. Mm -hmm. We are composers, mm -hmm. but we got to do it right then. The idea that um, composing and also teaching is about acknowledging space and sort of creating an environment. I think is just super awesome to underline because I think that people can sometimes get bogged down when they think about music in the technical nature of, of the process, which is important, of course, but the intentionality around setting environments, but also setting environments where boundaries can be explored. Um, I'm just wondering if you could underline a bit on that front around how setting intentional space is important for education because i think there's today and the reason i'm asking this today there's a lot of idea that okay well i can be at home and learn to sing solo through an online class and there's obviously nothing wrong with that now before zooms i resisted skype people in europe would say do you teach on eh, not interested and mm. then i mm. had to and i have to tell you i like it nice and I even do this free stuff. You can, oh, there's latency and all that stuff. I'm telling you, it's a challenge, but I know that it was important for these singers that have been doing it for two years off and on with me. And, and, and we still have the group. I have Paris, Brooklyn, uh, uh, California. There may be six, eight singers, and they come together and they meet as if they were in a room. But you, oh, wow. but that's up to me too, you know, to make that personal enough. Like, yeah. they look forward to that. There's, oh hi, I haven't seen you in a while. Where you know, it's as if they're wow. in that room. So, cool. but it, you have to be very inventive. It's not the same, you know. Of course, I look forward to being in the same room with these guys, but I, as a teacher, and this is for any, to me, I'm always, I keep learning how to teach. Hmm. It's not. I keep finding ways to evoke stuff from people, hmm. to see whoever they are. In other words, and I always say to them, look, it's not a how-to. Hmm. 
There's no how-to teaching. It's what to do to get better. Very specific things. Learn the blues heads. Learn a bebop. You know, specific things that if you learn. This music is, is, is everything you've ever heard in your whole life comes out in improv. So mm-hmm. I can tell if someone, I said, just sing free for one minute. Or or why or whatever I can in in horn or voice or whatever you can you can tell what they've listened to, right? Sometimes said oh that's classical they've heard bebop if you never heard bebop, you don't swing your eighth notes that much. No, it's true that how did I I can't teach you how to swing, but I give you a how what to do to get better at it. Learn these bebop songs. They swing. Charlie Parker, he, it swung. What he wrote swung. That swings, you know. So I, in other words, so I don't take teaching lightly, but thank God I love it. I actually love it. And, and for years, I taught, I've been teaching a long time, and about maybe 20, 30 years ago, I kept saying, well, you know, as soon as I, uh, as soon as I start performing more and go, then I don't want to, I was thinking teaching as to support myself, right? And then about 30 years ago, or whatever it was, I said, no, I'm never going to stop teaching. I don't care how famous I get or if I can perform all the time I choose. Mm. I like it. Mm. It's, it's, it's very rewarding to mm. just, it's challenging. I don't think everybody can teach. You, 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 get to, you look in your little glass and you see what they, that person should do next. Not everybody. Mm. You have to see what they come from, what is, what's next. Mm. What do you do? That's life. That's life too. I have it. Um, I have it framed. Wisdom is knowing what to do next. Think it's about fact. it. It's fact. Okay, I'm going to go to the store. Okay, I'm going to go learn this one song. You you can't do that. There's so much you can do to learn. So you make a decision what you're going to do next. Anyway, that's. I'm you know I'm trying to make. I'm not trying to oversimplify it. But a good teacher knows what that person should do next and helps them. If, you, if I tell you and suggest to you that you do something and you don't do it, um, I'll work with that for a while, but then I, maybe we're not we're good together because I gave that a lot of thought. If I ask you to learn a bebop tune and you don't, maybe you don't want to, well then mm. I'm the one that's suggesting it, that's all, as a so-called teacher, you know. Mm. But, but anyway, that's, you know, there's a whole philosophy about teaching. Everybody has something different, and you get something different from everybody. So one teacher doesn't work either. You try to go mm-hmm. study with a, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The sort of relationship between an artistic and musical practice with teaching and education, like sometimes those things aren't connected. But I can imagine that's, for that's you... Right. I'm telling you, I'm, I, I hate to be radical, but there's some formal education that does the opposite. I've, I've been, I've been, you know, I've traveled a lot, and they say, like, oh, well, you have to do this, before, you have to read. Formal education is wonderful. We're so lucky. A lot of people wouldn't have studied. I taught at university, you know, Peabody. I've taught at, you know, Cornish College, you know. But it can be detrimental depending upon what they prescribe for you too soon. It has to do with the order of what you do, you know. Mm. If you say you have to read music before you can improvise, you've already blocked that person. They're already, they already have a thing about, I can't improvise, you know. So, so it's, tr- it's tricky. But, but again, again, it's the good, how wonderful. 
go to college and you could play and they, they make you environments to play. But on the other hand, it can be really, I call it really schooly. You know, I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. So you have to be careful. Who do you work with? Who can help you? Not easy, but usually you're drawn to somebody if you love the music, you know, somebody because of their playing or singing. There's a generosity in teaching that is necessary, but also a discipline in learning, right? So this sort of back and forward, and even within, you know, preparation for live music in general, right? Like there's often a dynamic in that process where maybe one player is more experienced or one vocalist is more experienced and they're bringing that to the space, you know, even within a rehearsals for, if it's a repetition of a piece or creating a new piece, you know, there's even a informal teaching and learning that happens within the music world as it as it stands. But there's an openness that is necessary for that. And I'm wondering for you as an educator um, and also somebody who's performed so widely and released so much material, um, you talked about that decision to teach and to be uh, present in that way and to like listen and hone in and, and, and try to like actually be in the space with the person as they're trying to go through that. Why that decision? You know, why that decision? You said you loved it, but I'm, I'm actually interested in the sort of the generosity involved in that because often people sort of see, I think there's some mainstream like discourses that, oh, like creativity happens in a room that's removed from interaction, removed from learning between generations, removed from like this sort of complicated mess of the creation, which, you know, is actually how music happens. So I'm wondering if you could share any thoughts about um, the, the sort of, there's a certain bravery to teaching, right? Like you're putting yourself out there. Um, is that hard for you? Is that something no, you no, think about? It's not, it's not exactly bravery. It's just that it, it, the, it, the experience teach the less experience. There's always someone less experienced. That's how it goes. It's, it, and, and, and there's like a legacy, you know. And it's like um, I personally, I, I don't know why I wanted to be, I don't know about teaching, but even when I was in high school, I took French and my, we went to the grade school and taught French to them. I loved, already, I, there's something in me that wants to do that. Now, I went to college, but I didn't even know what college was when I went. I went, I graduated from high school in 59. Everybody didn't go to college then, but somebody came to our school and they represented us. Oh, I just wanted to get, I was in Ohio and this oh. college was near Cincinnati. I was about three or 400 oh. miles away, and I, okay. that was a sort of a way. I didn't know what it was, but I went because I, had a, I was inclined to, to go. I was, I, I, there was another, one of my girlfriends said, oh yeah, let's, let's apply, blah, blah, blah. We, we, we got accepted, and, we, and she, she copped out, but I went myself. Only to say that's what, I, and this, this, gets, this, gets in, this is, goes along with what to do next. You don't know what you're going to do in the future, but if you know what you want to do next, that's all I knew. So, and it was right for me, because when I got there, there was a musician, a jazz musician on campus who, who had been in the service, so he, he already was more experienced than me. Yet. Why? Why did I go to that school? There weren't that many in the colleges, I'm just saying. So, and, and, and I met other people who, they turned me, there was no jazz education. Sure, of course. 
And they said, what do you want to major? And I didn't know what a major is. I don't know what college was. So they put me in elementary education because they figure I'm going to get married anyway and not, you know, not graduate. But, but so my four years there, I mean, I, I, I don't know what I learned in the books and everything, but I was singing already. I, I was learning tunes. I was gigging on the weekend and listening to the music. These guys, the instrumentalists that I met who had already knew more about jazz, they turned me and we'd listen at night, you know. So that was my first, that was the step I chose. Hmm. I mean, I don't, and I said, well, how do you teach somebody to teach? Well, I don't know. Although I, I did do a workshop and I should more do, I call it tips on teaching. And all I'm doing is bringing these, because young teachers, they, they go overboard about all that theoretical stuff, you know. And I try to keep it simple. I try I, to teach as I learned. That's all I could do. Mm. How did I do? Okay, I got my faith. I learned tunes. I went to listen to the music, listening, listening, listening. And I think that's important. But it's like the more experienced. So even if you're not so experienced, somebody's less experienced than you. They can learn from you. Mm. And I think that's all that is. It's, you know, mm. it's not about someone teaching you how to teach. In four years, you can be a teacher. You mm. know? So a lot of, a lot of like, your learning happened through listening. Most of it, I would say. Hmm. It's and I, I, you know, when I go, I like to uh, uh, go to different uh, peers and they're teaching too. I get little phrases and it's not optional. See, it's not a suggestion. Somebody said they want to learn about jazz and do jazz. And, well, have you heard Ornette? Have you heard? You know, Miles? Did you hear? No, it's not optional. If you, and I believe this, that if you only, only, only listen to the music and never study with anybody, you'll be fine. If you study with people and you don't listen, you're not going to, it's not going to work. Listening think is about a it. big word too, right? Like, I think, like, there's listening on so many levels. It can mean so many things. Well, but don't make it complicated. I say listen to jazz, you got to listen to all of it. You know, you, you, now there's no excuse. <laughs> It was hard then. You can't afford to buy that stuff, yeah, and you have to listen. Yeah. If you're in New York City, you got it live. Sure. That's why I, I, they were all playing. I heard Monk, all of them live. You see, yeah, yeah. so the, what I was absorbing it, and that, nice. and then that comes out. And I didn't scat for a long time. I heard it. I was scared, and but all that stuff. I mm. call it input. Mm. It's input, and then what, whatever you're. You're improvising, you're composing on the spot. You know, if you're doing yeah. over soon, you have some parameters. You've yeah. got the chord changes, whatever. But no, it's not optional. My book, if you ever get it, it's called Sing Your Story, okay. a practical guide for learning and teaching. And it's very, it's what I teach a lot. But there's right. one whole page that says, listen. I just put the word listen on one whole page to answer your question. Wow. Not optional. So you, you went from... Ohio to New York City eventually. When I was 21. Yeah. Boom. Why? Because they were all there. I visited New York City on one of our spring breaks or something. The two of the guys, you know, said, let's go to New York. Yeah, of course. And go hear the music. And then I, I, I don't know. Some people can't live there. It's, you know, but I was smitten. And I did. I moved there. And, and, and again, I said, I discovered the lofts that you could play. And I mean, it's such a story, really. I mean, I, it's written there. I have a lot of uh, interviews and mm -hmm. bio. You know, yeah. if you go on my um, website, there's bios and in, there's sure. a long one. I once was in, just like this, but it was in Italy. And this one singer, she, uh, she, she actually organized things for me, but she, she kept saying, I want to interview. So finally, we did sat down like this. And then here's what she said. She said, 
Well, how did it all start? And I talked for one hour, and she transcribed it. She recorded it and transcribed the whole thing. And put, I thought she'd just pick a few things, you know, transcribe. So if you ever want to read that, she, and she's Italian, but her English is so good. And so she had it in Italian, she had it in English. Anyway, just if you want to, you know, board someday, you can fill in the thing, because I started talking about this, just what I said. I went to Ohio, then I went to New York. And, you know, it's like, mm. and it's step, 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 you know. it's mm -hmm. it, You know, go one step at a time, that's all. Mm. And if you're, see, sometimes if you don't know what to do next, that's also a good time to go to somebody that's more experienced than you, or a mentor or somebody. You don't know. We get stuck. You know, I have one, one, one page is called, uh, How Do We Do It All? <laughs> In this book, because everybody gets stuck. So I go, well, stop everything. And for me, I go, learn a tune. Just learn it. I mean, really learn it. Mm -hmm. See, when I say learn it, I don't mean reading the words and reading the thing. I'm talking about learn it. Or memorize a poem. In other words, finish something and it makes you feel so good. I'm telling you, but you don't know until you try it. You know, you just get stuck. You don't feel like doing this. You don't know what to do next. You know, it's Everybody gets, whether you're a musician or not. So then you concentrate on something that, and finish mm -hmm. it and finish it. I don't know could try it sometime, I don't know. I do it, I still do it. I get walk around what to do, you know, and, and then I say, I'm just gonna memorize that poem. And you know, it might take, takes a long time. People, you know, they, it pops out of my, they, people, it takes me a long time. I'm not a fast memorizer. Sure. Over and over. But that concent, something about the concentration, and then you're done and you know it, and you just say it. Anyways, I, I digress, but I really believe that. I really do believe that that it helps. Mm -hmm. So those little things, maybe that maybe I turn somebody onto that. It helps. I, I should have been a therapist though. <laughs> I mean, we we have way more money. Okay, <laughs> you are. But all teachers will tell you that to a certain extent. You become a, you know, mm -hmm. you, you want to know more everything about that person. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Thanks for taking the time today. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for even being interested. Thank of you. Of course. <laughs> Wonderful. Right on. That was a conversation with singer Jay Clayton, uh, who is based in New York City and has had a decades-long musical practice in the free improvisational community. Uh, she was involved in the art scene in New York, as you heard, in the lofts, uh, experimenting with the in and out worlds of jazz Thank you so much to Jay for being on the program today and to Swanee Paripopolo Festival for um, helping arrange this interview. I'm recording this program um, between Montreal and Berlin. We have a new episode of Free City Radio every week and uh, we broadcast on CKUW in Winnipeg, on CFRC in Kingston, Ontario, on CJLO in Montreal at 1690 AM uh, and on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. You can find us streaming on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just look up Free City Radio. And if you like the program, please tell a friend. It'd be really appreciated. I'll finish the broadcast this week with some music from Jay Clayton. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks again to Jay for joining the show and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.